you're listening to the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast, and on today's episode, it's only going to be up for a limited time, and it is breaking down how you can go from wherever you are at in your photography business to becoming the thriving senior photographer this year. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sean Brown, and if you had told me years ago that I would be a professional photographer today, I would have said that you were crazy. Since then, I've been able to grow my photography business to six figures per year and haven't looked back. Now, with over eight years of experience of figuring out what to do and more importantly, what not to do, I help photographers build the thriving photography business that they've always dreamed of so that they can have more time, flexibility, and freedom to do what they truly want to do. And you want to know the best part? I'm showing you how to make that happen for yourself in this audio series. This is Shoot for Success. Hey, photography friend. So excited to have you joining for this very special episode of the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. And I want to start out by saying that this episode is only live until Thursday, April 21st at midnight. It's going to disappear. So you're going to want to make sure to carve out some time to listen to these series of episodes. And I'm going to give you guys more information about that in a second. But first wanted to make sure that you mark that on your calendar so that you do not miss being able to, like I mentioned in the very intro, go from wherever you may be at in your photography business, whether that be somebody who is looking to book more seniors. Maybe you're a wedding or a family, a newborn boudoir photographer, and you're wondering if seniors are right for you and you know how you can break into that market and kind of add something into your business. Or maybe you're just starting photography and you're looking for a little bit more direction of what to do with seniors, what it entails, kind of how to get started. Or maybe you've tried seniors before and you're just kind of looking to get a little bit more traction and do it in a way that's a little bit more streamlined, in a way that you actually have a plan, a framework in place. And one of the, or maybe it's even a combination of all of those, or, you know, little bits and pieces of all of those. And one of the things, and you'll hear kind of why I got into senior photography during this training series, but it ultimately came down to senior photography being an amazing way to have that freedom and flexibility that I was looking for, to be able to do things with family and friends on the weekends and not have to worry about shooting a wedding or uh, having a prior obligation that was booked, you know, a year and a half ago. Being able to actually make my own schedule, all of these things of why we kind of get into business. And this episode recording is actually from my brand new, I shouldn't say brand new, but brand new revamped training series, Become the Thriving Senior Photographer this year. And if you haven't joined that training series, make sure to check the show notes because tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, I actually go live with session two. This is a three-part free live event where we go and break down what it actually takes to go from where you're at in your business to the thriving senior photographer, getting you booking more seniors, making more money, and like I mentioned, having that time, flexibility, and freedom that you're probably searching for in your business. And so if you haven't joined us, make sure to click the link in the description because I'm going live tomorrow in that Facebook group. If you can't join live, there are replays, but it's only replays on the podcast until the 21st. And if you're in the group and in the group, we're doing some cool things or like some giveaways. So one of the big, big giveaways is like an in-person mentorship day with me, 
doing some live coaching calls. I've even got some limited edition uh, special Thriving Senior Photographer merch that you cannot get in stores. There isn't, it's not sold in Etsy, it's not sold on Shopify. You can't get it anywhere else except for in this training series. So um, some cool like sweatshirts and mugs and um, some other giveaways like Amazon gift cards and Starbucks gift cards if you're anything like me. I've actually got a Starbucks right next to me as I'm recording this. So some awesome giveaways that you're not gonna wanna miss. So you can just head to the notes in the description and click that, sign up for for the free training series um, and all of that. But in these episodes, what we're going to do is really break down what I call the most effective way to actually book seniors, which when I discovered it in my business and when students implemented it into theirs, completely changed everything. And that's the framework. What is in the framework where you actually have a clear path forward, a step-by-step approach? It's kind of like trying to... Um, you know, solve a puzzle in your business without having the box, right? Where you can't see what the puzzle's supposed to look like. It, and that's kind of what the framework is. It's it's the guide. It's the instru- well, not necessarily the instruction manual, but um, a way of saying, hey, we need to do this and this in our business to ultimately get to that finished puzzle. And hopefully that's a good analogy and makes sense to you all. But it's really that step-by-step approach that shows you what to do and ultimately get you booking seniors consistently. So enjoy this episode. It is a little bit long, but I figure you can watch it, or I should say listen to it, while you're editing, while you're in the car driving from spot to spot. And make sure you mark that calendar for April 21st, because that is when these disappear from the podcast. So you're going to want to make sure to listen to it by then. So enjoy this limited edition episode. All right, we are live for day one of the Become the Thriving Senior Photographer training series. I'm Sean Brown. I'm so excited to have you here. And just let me know, I've got the chat pulled up. I think all of the the tech is working, which is a really good thing. Um, Let me know if I'm coming in loud and clear, if I'm coming in too loud. I'm playing with my audio levels right now. But I'm just going to take a peek over in the chat so that I can see everyone. Say hello if you're tuning in. I know I saw Deb was in the chat. Kara, Lauren, Mariella, let me know where you are tuning in from, um, that everything is working, because that's a good thing. Uh, uh, Linda says loud and clear, which is good. So awesome. I am so excited to be here. This is absolutely my favorite training that I do year in and year out. So last year, over a thousand people joined for the training. This year, it's just nearly as many, and not all of them are in the group. So if you are watching the replay, I am going to be sending it out. But Coming live is so much better because you can interact. I can see your comments. So it's like, holy cow, I see like Jody, Apollo, Rocky, Monica, Danielle, Linda, and Michelle, Denise, Justine. Awesome. I love all the people tuning in. And one of the things that I love is the interaction. And so that's why I've got the chat box popped up on my screen. But more importantly, text your photography friends. And if they're not here, one of the things is they can obviously catch the replay but we're throwing a party over here and they're probably gonna want to join. So one of the things that we're gonna be talking about in today's training is largely where do we go in our business to step into that thriving senior photographer role? And I love all the interaction. It's like, holy cow, I see like Chicago. Um, Let me know. I also love to see where you are at 
in your photography journey because we all start in a different place. And in a minute, you're going to hear about my journey and about other students of my of their journeys and where they started and where they are today. And at the core of today's training is how can we get you to stepping from wherever you are in your business, whether that be the struggling senior photographer, whether that be the hustler, which we'll talk about, or maybe you're just the dedicated photographer and you're, you're grinding and you're not really sure what to do next, but you are dedicated to making this work. So we're going to get started. Um, like I mentioned, take a second to say hello. I know we're going to get all of the tech working. It looks like all the tech is working, which I love. If I drop off at any time, I'm going to hit, uh, hit the record button too. Uh, so if I drop off at any time, what this is going to do is it's going to make sure that you can get that recording. We're going to repurpose it for the podcast as well so you guys can listen to it in the car. Um, I think it was uh, Latrice who was like, I'm in the car listening to this training. Well, it's also going to be repurposed into the podcast. I'll have more info on that for you all later. But at the core of this three-part training, like I mentioned, what we're going to be doing is touching on a few really key concepts. And I just love to see, you know, where people are at in their journey. So uh, Rocky says, you know, I've done a few seniors in the past. I see Steve tuning in. Awesome. And what's really at the core of this training are the things that if you're showing up today, you're probably looking for in your business. Like how to book more seniors. Raise your hand. Type like a, in, a one in the chat if you're like, I'm here to book more seniors. Or maybe what you want to learn is what's needed to make more without necessarily working more. We're going to touch on, on this concept a little bit too, that time and hustle doesn't always equate to profit, which if you have been through the hustle and you have been through the grind, you have probably felt in one way, shape, or form. We're also going to be talking about how to become known as the thriving and the go-to senior photographer in your area, where I'm sure that you probably follow a photographer on Instagram, or maybe what you have is a photographer in your area who everyone goes to, and your question is, how do I break into this? And so just type like a one, a two, or a three in the chat, or maybe it is a combination of all of those. But before we can get started, I want to make sure that we get on the same page. So we do have some housekeeping for the first training. So I had some people email me about this stuff and um, all that. So I figured it would probably be helpful before we actually dive into the meat of everything if we actually go over kind of what's happening in this training and make sure that you can get the most out of it. So if you saw in the group, we're doing a huge giveaway. This is the biggest giveaway that I've ever done right? This is $3,000 worth of giveaway prizes. The grand prize being an in-person mentorship. And if you've ever done in-person education, you know how powerful that is. Well, I love teaching live. I love going on the air because, you know, you're in the comfort of your own home. You're probably sitting down at, at your couch or your desk working. Maybe you're editing away right now. And one of the things with in-person mentorships and in-person education is a level of depth that there just isn't when a screen is disconnecting us. We're still connected. I still see you guys. I still see all the, the people in the chat. Hello. I love it. Uh, Katie says she's from the Chicago Burbs. I love Chicago. Sorry. I have to keep an eye on the chat because I do get distracted. And with these in-person mentorships, what we do is we dive into your business and we pinpoint these areas 
that maybe you're not the strongest at and how can we get those from say like a two or a three or a four or five all the way up to a 10, right? So that when you are in your business, you are maximizing the, the ability of you to deliver at the highest level. That's what we're going to do. So what you'll do is you'll fly out to Portland, Oregon, where my studio is. We'll do a full day of, of business education, of training, and then we'll end the day with a shoot. You can pick my mind over dinner. This alone should get you enough to enter. And I'll have more details on that um, in just a second and on the next slide. And then the runner-up prizes, Zoom coaching calls, where we can still dive in depth. This will be about an hour coaching call. And these have been highly impactful for all of the students that I've done uh, coaching calls with, even over Zoom, where they've been able to book more. They've been able to make changes in their business that allow them to live a life worth living. So to enter for the giveaway, all you have to do is pop over to the group. It should be one of the pinned tabs. And if you entered the giveaway, just type uh, GA for like giveaway so that I know that you entered. Uh, super simple. All you got to do is share this in your Instagram story that's over inside of the group. Go to the Instagram post linked in there. Just tag three photography friends. That's all I'm asking, right? You don't even need to follow me on Instagram. Uh, what we want to do is we want to get the word out that you are working on becoming the thriving senior photographer. And the giveaway is just kind of a bonus. Not to mention what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing some more giveaways. So when you come to the trainings, and this is a big change since last year. So last year when I did this training series, one of the things that people said is, Sean, I'm working a day job. I have my kid at home to take care of. I, um, you know, I just am busy. I'm out of town. I have other things going on. And one of the things that didn't happen last year was they weren't eligible for the giveaway because you had to show up live. And so this is a tweak. So if you are watching this, when you come to the trainings, live or the replays, you will be entered for the giveaway. Details on this coming soon because you have to show up and there's going to be a code word, like a, a special code. And I'm going to have instructions for how you can access that in just a second. And then last but not least, some of you have been asking me about the workbook. Um, I got an email from, uh, I think it's Jody today. She said, the link isn't working. So if you run into that issue, what I'm going to do is I'm actually, uh, this is the nice thing about working in PowerPoint. It's on the go, on the fly. So if you have not accessed the workbook yet, I just dropped the link into the chat. You are able to go grab that workbook and make sure that you are being able to follow along with the trainings. So this is like, I think it was like a 20 or 30 page workbook. Like it was pretty intense. And what this will let you do is follow along with the trainings, take your notes, and then also what it's going to help you do is keep on track so that when we go from day one all the way to session three, uh, in about a week, we have about a week together. I know it doesn't seem like a long time, but we're gonna make the most out of it. And when you work through that workbook, what's gonna happen is this is going to become kind of your, your uh, guide or your roadmap to an extent where then you have the notes, you know kind of what you're looking to do in your business, what it takes to go from where you might be to that thriving senior photographer. And the whole reason that I do this training is because of the success that I have seen in others just like you, specifically with senior photography. I don't show up for, for me, I show up for you guys. And one of the reasons that I do is because I know that what we're going to do in this training is very powerful. I know that it works. 
And the reason that I know that it works is because I've heard success stories of other photographers. I've seen that success myself. And I know that if you put in the steps that we cover today, Tuesday, April 12th, and Thursday, April 14th, those three training sessions, that you too will be able to step into that thriving senior photographer role. And as I look back at all the stories of past students that I've worked with, the students that have been inside the Senior Photography Academy and followed the framework that we're going to talk about today, well, they see success. Specifically, I think about Nikki, where Nikki went from doing this as a part-time job and when March of 2020 hit, she unexpectedly lost her job. She went from having a stable career to needing to figure out what to do with photography. She didn't have a choice. She basically said, I need to make this work because I don't have an option. The world has changed. I need to change with it. And so it's students like Nikki who, when they didn't have a choice, when they went and decided to fully dedicate themselves to photography, specifically with seniors, they saw tremendous growth. Where since working on her mindset and working and implementing the frameworks that we talk about in this training series, she went from having 16 to 26 senior reps in her program, and she did it all with raising her prices. And that is in addition to the other clients that she booked. And she messaged me, it was roughly sometime last year, and she said, I'm so thankful that I took the leap. And it's for photographers like her. And it's for photographers like Katrina, who are coming off their best year ever. And again, in the midst of everything going on, when they joined the Senior Photography Academy a couple years back, Katrina, when she messaged me last March, she said, I'm coming off my best year ever. I'm coming off with more seniors booked. I've increased my income. And this was like not even as the season was getting started, right? And she's already surpassing what she did. And it's for photographers like Nikki and like Katrina that I show up for you. Because I always say that if I can do it and if they can do it, that is possible for you too. And so as we come into this training and just type yes, if that sounds like something you would like to do as well, as we come into this training, one of the number one things that I see photographers make the mistake of is that they show up like the glass on the left. And I've got my, I've got my bottle of water here and it's full, it's completely full. And this is how a lot of photographers are showing up. A lot of photographers are showing up with the glass full where they say, I already know it all or I've heard this before. And what happens when we show up with a full glass is if we had a full glass and it was truly a full glass in the first place and we didn't have anything else to learn, my question of you is, why are you at this training? If, you know, we call it the know-it-all newbie, right? Where we've all heard of like the Dunning-Kruger effect, where if you haven't, it's the more or the less knowledge you know, the more it seems like you know, and the less you, or the more you know, the less it feels like you know, right? Whereas we gain experience, we understand just how much knowledge there actually is, how much stuff there is to learn. You know, I'm still constantly learning too. And what happens when we show up with this full glass is all of the concepts, all of the teachings that we may have heard before, what happens is we don't necessarily come into it with an open mind and understanding what it is to grow and to learn. 
And if you look at what the thriving senior photographers are doing, they're the complete opposite. They show up with that glass empty. Maybe it's because they were really thirsty and they just chugged it all. But more times than not, it's because what happens is they come in and they understand that even if they've heard this before, even if some of the concepts are refreshers for them, they understand that there's still so much to, to learn and to grow. And I remember sitting back, it was at SYNC, a uh, conference that I just spoke at. And sitting down, even to hear my peers speak, I still learned so much. And there was still so much information to, to gather. And this is me. You know, I'm teaching you guys and I'm still learning myself. So what I want you to do is, is show up with the glass empty. And as we work through the trainings this week, and uh, or I should say today and next week, what we'll do is we'll work to fill up that glass to a point where you have enough to get your business going, but there's still room to grow. And so one of the things that I like to do is this training, somebody asked the other day, they're like, how long is this training gonna go? So if, you are, uh, if you've ever been on a teaching of mine, you know that I, I run long. I try to pack so much information in. So I, I totally get it if you have to hop off or if there's something you need to do during this training, I totally get that. There will be the replays uh, available. But one of the things that I like to do is make sure that you're even in the right place so that before you sit down for three days with me, you're probably like, who's this crazy dude? I wanna make sure that you're in the right place. And so some of the reasons that you may be here is some, some of you in the chat, I, I posted in the group. So by the way, if you aren't in the Facebook group, please make sure to get over to that Facebook group. So um, that's become the Thriving Senior Photographer on Facebook. You should have a link in your confirmation email. Um, all that stuff, make sure that you request to join the group because there's a lot of stuff going on. We're actually going to be doing coaching calls and, and live trainings throughout the series. And one of the things that I saw was that some photographers were showing up and they were saying, I'm just starting on my journey, Sean. I don't really know what to do. I, I, I booked like one senior, but like, where do I go from here? And this is like, maybe you're just starting and you think that you want to do it. Or maybe what happened is you're a photographer and you're thinking, you know what, I want to transition and incorporate senior portraits into my business in some capacity. I wanna have the freedom, I wanna have the flexibility to stop working on those weekends, you know, where that's the only time a family can come in for a shooter. I'm booked with weddings. I wanna spend more time with my family and take photos that I enjoy while doing what I, while I love, but I wanna have a little bit more time and flexibility and freedom. We're gonna talk about why senior photography is, is the best way to do that in my opinion. And we're going to talk about maybe a, a third reason that you're here. Maybe it's a mix of all the others where you're a senior photographer and you feel stuck in a rut where maybe what happens is you've tried to make the progress and build the growth and all that stuff, but you haven't seen it quite yet. Maybe you're grinding your gears harder than ever. And we're going to talk about why that might be. And then we're also going to talk and show you. And if this is you, we're going to talk about how you can implement those tried and true methods to propel your business forward. And this is for any any of those. Or maybe, like I said, it's a completely different reason. You're just like, hey, Sean, I'm just here to hang out. I'm doing some editing, all that stuff. I just like to have audio in the background. Well, I'm so excited that you are here because I know that education is a dime a dozen. And I know that as we work through this training series, it's going to be it's going to be a lengthy one. It's going to have a lot of info in it. And I know as we work through this, what's going to happen is you are going to, to step into that role of the thriving senior photographer. And no matter what that reason is, I would say I would be willing to bet my, my last dollar that you're probably here to know how to create a profitable, profitable photography business and to know how to make it happen. 
right? And just type absolutely or uh, big why in the chat if that is, is why you're here, is to book more seniors to actually have a business that works for you finally. And one of the things that I often hear, and this is what I heard a lot when I got started, is, you know, Sean, why senior photography? And is it even possible to do full-time? You know, we've probably all heard the, the person next to us, or uh, maybe it was a neighbor we were talking to. And what they say is, oh, you're a photographer? My uncle's a photographer too. My neighbor down the road is a photographer. That's awesome. What do you do as your day job? All right? Uh, and I've had this happen to me plenty of times. In fact, this summer, um, one of the things that I, I talk about is uh, I was with a, a family friend and they had heard, and we all heard like, uh, you know, probably, I don't know what, what it was on, like The Knot or, or Bloomberg or, or one of the, the news sites or whatever. And they're like, weddings are at their peak. There are more weddings in 2022 than there were in like, since like 1980. And so one of the things that we've probably seen is there are so many genres of photography, you know, wedding, family, newborn, boudoir, headshots, events, fashion, commercial, and then all the way down at the bottom, there's high school seniors where they say, oh, that's just for the yearbook. Nobody does that. And one of the things you probably have heard is much like when I was sitting at that family, uh, family friends, and they say, you should do a couple weddings. You could probably make bank. And we've been told that if you want to make money, you have to do wedding photography. That's where the big money is. And then maybe you've also been told that if you want to make it with photography, the only way to do that is to do a little bit of everything because it's super saturated and you have to do it all to survive as a photographer. Type me if you've heard that before because this is a narrative that I think a lot of us have been told. In fact, it was a narrative that I thought in the very beginning where I said, I'm not sure that I could do senior photography full-time. And you may be sitting there thinking, I'm not sure I can do this full-time. And I see some me's in the chat, right? And one of the things that I saw was I said, well, I, I would love to do photography, right? I never thought I was be, I'd be a photographer. And we'll talk a little bit about my story in a second, but a couple things went through my mind where with photography, I wanted to not work weekends. I wanted to actually have some time on the weekend where all of my friends were working nine to five jobs where Monday through Friday was their work schedule. And if I wanted to do that, then, or if I wanted to hang out with them, I should say, well, I couldn't be working weekends. If I had my whole full summer, and we know that summers, I'm in Portland, Oregon. We know that summers here are the best in the nation, right? I'm, I'm best, in, best in the country, right? And if you've ever visited Seattle or Portland in the summer, you're like, holy cow, it's 85. I have the, the water right next to me. We're going out on the boat this weekend. We're, uh, you know, grabbing a glass of wine at one of the vineyards. Like, summers here are amazing. And so I said, well, if I want to hang out with my friends during the summer, I can't do weddings because that's peak wedding season. Photography might not be for me. And then I wanted to be able to have that freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted. So with weddings, I didn't want to book out a year in advance or two years down the road and all of a sudden something pops up and I can't make it. Or maybe it's a, uh, maybe you're a newborn photographer and you do like delivery photos and you have to be ready at the drop of a hat. I wanted to also work with people in a fun environment. Surprisingly, I don't love Photoshopping boogers out of toddlers' noses. 
<laughs> maybe you do, maybe that's like your jam. Maybe you're like Photoshop expert and you're like, I'm gonna Photoshop all these boogers out. I didn't want that. And then I also didn't wanna have to do every job under the sun. And one of the things that a business mentor told me is that we pay for specialists for a reason. There's a reason that we go to the heart surgeon when we have a heart problem and not, you know, the, the general practitioner, right? There's a reason that if we had to go and get something done, a specialty done, maybe we're uh, working on revamping a bathroom or something like that. And yeah, any contractor could probably do it, but if we wanna have the best job done, we probably wanna get like a tile specialist who knows exactly how to tile the shower and the floors and all that stuff, right? And one of the things I said is I said, I wanna be known for something. I don't wanna just be a photographer. I wanna be known for what I do. And when I looked at all these kind of like what I wanted with photography, well, seniors became kind of the clear cut answer, right? All these other genres didn't really meet those expectations. And if another genre excites you, more power to you. But senior photography, you know, I see a lot of people where uh, Laura was saying, I'm still wondering if only doing high school seniors is viable. And I thought the exact same thing too. And when I first thought this, I, I stumbled upon one of these Facebook groups, right? Where it was um, a little, little magazine called Senior Style Guide. And Senior Style Guide, I was looking through these Facebook groups and all of a sudden what I saw was people posting their stories where I would see comments like, just had my first $3,000 sale or just had a $3,000 sale. My first 4K senior session, woohoo! Somebody goes, I can't believe it. I sold a $5,500 photo collection from a recent senior session. And one of the things that I, I saw with these comments was I saw the possibility. I said to myself, well, if they can do it, why can't I? If it's possible, why can't I do that? And more importantly, what makes these photographers so successful? What is it that they are doing that I can then implement into my business and do the same? And I didn't realize this for the longest time. It wasn't until many years down my photography journey that I actually figured this out. But one of the common threads that I saw was that in hindsight, all of those photographers were implementing some sort of framework in their business. And of course, you know, in the beginning, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And you may be sitting on this training and being like, a framework, what is, what is that? Well, that's what we're gonna dive into over this course of these three days. And what I saw was that we kind of picture this framework as like these sets of gears. So that what happens when we do all of the pieces is kind of like putting a puzzle together, where if we have all of the pieces, the puzzle's complete, but without a few pieces, the puzzle isn't going to work. And I saw these gears and I said, okay, well, they all kind of are doing similar things. And they're all putting these gears in place that work for them in a way that works for them in their business. What are they? And I looked at when all these gears are put together, all this, this framework is complete. What I saw was that these gears work together in unison to create that working senior photography business, kind of like a well-oiled machine in a way. And when I started doing this in my business, I saw tremendous success. And not only that, but other senior photographers have seen the same. 
it's funny that Laura says, I'm still wondering if doing high school seniors is viable because I'm gonna shout her out. She just had a $6,000 senior sale. And Ron, this was actually in the training last year, Ron was at a $2,000 sales average for senior photography. And so if you think that you can, you know, if, if you think that you want that, you know, I'm here to tell you it's possible. And it's funny to see Laura doubt us or doubt herself because some of the times we doubt ourselves more than anybody else. And we're going to talk about why that might be in a second and dive into that a little bit. And I'm here to tell you that it's possible. In fact, I was in one of the other Facebook groups the other day and one, one of my colleagues posted that he just had a $19,000 senior sale. It's like 194. Okay. And we're told time and time again, we have to do weddings. We have to do, <laughs> yeah, Laura says that was fantastic. Let's make it a regular occurrence. I concur with you. We look and we see people saying, oh, if you want to do it, you have to do weddings. Or if you want to make photography work, you have to do everything under the sun. Maybe you still want to do weddings and maybe you just want to incorporate seniors because you're like, heck, I'd like, you know, two senior sessions a week at $2,000. It's an extra $4,000. You know, that could be life changing, right? And as we work through this training, we come from many circumstances. We're going to talk about that. And for those of you who don't know me, I was, I was in the, you know, probably just like you, right? We're going to talk about why why I am here today and how you can do the exact same and why my other students in, inside of Senior Photography Academy and all those have shown similar success. And one of the things I love is helping teach other photographers how to make that happen because I always say I was probably a lot like you, where I never thought senior photography or even portrait photography was a career. And it was something that I just kind of fell into and type, uh, FI or fell into in the chat. If you're like, I got a camera, I thought it would be fun. I thought I was going to be taking pictures of my kid, or maybe I, I got it for me. It was, uh, I, I just got a camera to travel with and take photos, landscape and cityscape photos. That was kind of like what I, I, I love to do. That was like my souvenir. And I just kind of fell into it. And we all heard, we've all heard these words that I'm about to say, where we say, you know, I think senior, I think photo photography is fun. This is my own senior photos back in 2013. I was working for a studio. And what I learned from working for that studio is I loved the excitement and the energy that seniors brought. It was fun. It was exciting. It was high energy. And if you can't tell, I'm, I'm a pretty high energy person. If you've ever met me in person, you're like, you know, Sean's out late, staying out late at night, talking with people, all that stuff. I love energy. Yeah. Deb says, how cute, Sean. That's what I get a lot from my senior photos. And one of the things that I loved was I was like, okay, well, this person's making it happen. You know, why can't I? And I've got a camera. And I've then I heard the words, you've got a nice camera. Can you take my senior photos? Right. And looking back at that, I was, I came in with a lot of uh, thinking I knew how to do it. I came in with the glass full and I quickly realized my glass was far from full. In fact, I remember going out to my very first portrait session, thought I knew everything, uh, thought I knew all the good lighting spots, came to, came to realize I, I didn't. I didn't know any of the good lighting spots. And I slapped on that 51.4 and just uh, text or put in the chat, 
what your very first camera was. Mine was like a Canon T3i Rebel with a Canon 51.4. So it was like that $300 lens or so, where it wasn't like the 1.8, but it wasn't like the nice 1.2. It was just like kind of like that middle grade lens. I shot that whole in session, whole session, f1.4, baby, f1.4. You want to know how much of that photo is in focus? About 1.4% of that photo, right? And it wasn't in the right places. And what I remember from that photo session is loving the interaction. I, I said, oh my goodness, like this is so much fun. I loved going around to different locations, exploring all that stuff. And then I realized, oh, this is something that people pay for. And so I was a young buck and I thought I was doing awesome. 125 bucks for a senior session, guys. One, two, five. So the way, and I thought I was the smartest person in the world. I was like, you know what we're gonna do? It's gonna be a $50 session fee. And then if you wanna buy the images, it's gonna be $75. Okay, so 125 total. I thought I was the smartest person in the world because guess what? No pressure on me. If they don't like the photos, they're only out 50 bucks. And if they do, I get another 75 because they're gonna buy the photos, right? And so, you know, you're going into Photoshop, you're blurring the skin to make it look like plastic and all that stuff, right? We've all been there. And, and I look back and they said, oh, we love these photos. And looking back, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I might do a few things differently, but this is one of my very first senior sessions. This was Maria back in 2014. And what I remember about this session was the possibility that this could actually happen. Maybe this can actually work. Maybe senior photography is a thing. And yeah, it's only $125. But you know what? We all started there. In fact, some of you guys in the chat, I see, you know, I'm still at $125 for all the digitals. And one of the things that I spent the next couple years doing is working and grinding. And just type working or grinding if you're at that stage in your business where it was a lot of sleepless days, a lot of long hours, and just trying to figure out, you know, how the heck to actually make this work. And I did that for many years. I was trying to balance everything else. I was in college at this time. And one of the things that I thought was that after college, my path is pretty clear. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go, uh, I wanted to do cardiology probably why I used a heart specialist as an example earlier. And I said, I'm going to do cardiology. I'm going to be a doctor. My path was pretty, pretty straight and clear. You know, there are only a couple ways to be a doctor. You go to medical school, you do residency, and then you're a doctor. It's a pretty clear cut path, right? And so I thought that was going to be kind of my path. And one of the things that I was doing is I was doing that all while trying to build a senior photography business. So what I would do is I would actually, uh, I went to school up in Seattle, go, go dogs and university of Washington. And one of the things that I did is the drive from Seattle to Portland is about two and a half hours. And so what I would do is on the weekends, or I remember I had like class on uh, Tuesday that ended at like 11. And so I said, okay, by 11, I can actually, I can do the two and a half hour drive down to Portland, shoot a senior session and then drive back up the next day. And so I was doing like sessions on the weekends and like the days that I had early, you know, early class schedules. And I remember in those days where it was, there's a level of excitement and you may be feeling that level of excitement right now where you say, there's so much possibility. There's so much that I can do. 
And one of the things that I remember is also missing out on a lot where I missed out on going out with friends, doing, doing things with them. I missed out on specific things on, uh, you know, whatever day it was because I had a session, you know, you can go do, do something. And I remember thinking, I can't do this forever. I can't grind forever. And then towards the end of 2016, 2017, right before I graduated, it was actually about 2016, roughly. I began to see some signs of success that what I had put together was that framework, those five years that we talked about. And things were actually starting to finally work. In fact, I was booking clients. I was actually starting to make some money and I was actually starting to see that maybe full-time with senior photography might be possible. And it was at this time that I call my inflection point moment. And what this is, is um, basically a point. And you may be there right now, or maybe that is something that you hope to get to, where I had seen some growth in my business. And it was a point where there are kind of two scenarios, right? It was an inflection point where you either go on to new heights and you see possibility and growth and actually do this. Or I said, that was fun while it lasted, but it's time to do something else. And maybe you are at a spot right now where maybe it's needing to go back to find that J-O-B, as my mentor says, the just over broke. Maybe it's going back and saying, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm spending too much time. It's taking away from my family. It's taking away from things that I truly want to do. And I can't do this. But what we face in our journeys at one point in time or another, and maybe you're there, maybe you aren't there yet. But you're going to find a path that looks like this, where we've all been hiking or walking on a trail where we see that split, that fork in the road. And mine came right around my junior, senior year of college, where I'd been at it for a few years, and I kind of had two paths. We had path number one, and we had path number two. Where path number one, like I mentioned, was that clear-cut path. It was going to medical school and becoming a cardiologist. And then we had path number two, which was giving up medical school and going all in with senior photography. And if we look at these two paths, we kind of list what each of these gives us. And some of you may be saying, uh, Rocky says, anyone else frozen? Let me pop in and make sure that we're still good to go. Sometimes I, I do check in. Cool, it looks like we're still good. So Rocky, just try to, just try to refresh. Um, maybe somebody could type in the chat. So we had path number one and path number two. And path number one, we deem to be the safe route right? Where we have that clear path forward. We have a socially accepted profession, right? Where, like I mentioned earlier, oh, you're a photographer. What do you do for your day job? Versus, oh, you're a doctor. Wow. You must be so proud of your son. You must be so proud of your daughter. There's a social stigma attached to it. 
And then we also get a stable income, right? We know what's going to happen. We know we're going to get a paycheck the next month. We know what we're going to be able to, to spend, all that stuff. We have that, that financial security. And then on path two with going for photography, we have a couple other things. One, we have a very uncertain future, right? We don't know what that inflection point is going to be, whether that's going to be possibility and growth or if we have to say that was fun while it lasted. We know that we're going to have to figure out things along the way. There isn't a clear path forward. And then we also have kind of that starving artist stigma attached to us, right? Where if you're a photographer, you're not making ends meet. And so when we kind of lay that all out, and you may be thinking this in your head, you're like, oh my goodness, Sean, like, this is me right now. When we lay that all out, path number one looks like the most logical choice in the world. It looks like all of our decisions are made up for us. But then, you know, you've probably heard the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. Who's here, who here has heard the grass is greener? There's a grass emoji, put that in the chat or something like that. And I like to say, the grass is always greener by going the safe route. That's kind of what we're saying, right? Because when we say the grass is greener on the other side, what we're doing is we're often looking at it from a perspective that where we're standing as the photographer, maybe, maybe that grass isn't as green as it is over there. And what we do is we look at this and we say, what does actually going the safe route give us? Well, it's going to be a lack of freedom, right? How much PTO do you get in your job right now? Or maybe you're not working a job and you are saying, you know what? I want to have some freedom and maybe, you know, some finances would help with that, right? Being tied down is what that other safe route would give me that nine to five, right? Where I don't have the ability to travel. I can't do what I want when I want. I don't have to, you know, I worry about, could I even get that day off, right? The feeling of what if. And I remember sitting in my in my room. I was an RA at the University of Washington. I remember sitting, they had like these built-in desks. So it was like this massive, like 10-foot desk that was built in like the 60s or something like that. I'm pretty sure... I'm going to have asbestos from one of those buildings. And I remember sitting there, this old, old desk built like a rock and going to the MCAT website. For those of you who don't know what the MCAT is, that stands for medical college admissions test. And as we went through this medical college admissions test website, I scrolled over and I hit cancel. I hit the button cancel. It said, you will lose your $385 deposit or however much it was at that time. And it was at that moment that I knew that I was committing down that second path because I didn't want the feeling of what if. I didn't want to look back five, 10, maybe even 12 or five years, 10 years, maybe even 12 months down the road and think, what if I had done photography? 
What if I hadn't gone the safe route? What would my life look like if I just went forward with what I wanted to do? And so we look at photography and we say, maybe the grass actually is greener over here. Where you say, I do what I want. I make my own schedule. And I would have a feeling that I knew that I gave it my all while being in control of my life. Now let me ask you, which path is the clear choice? Because when we look at all of this, we say, if what we truly want in life is to do what we want and to be able to spend more time with our family, to be able to travel, to do all these things, maybe photography actually is that path that gives us that choice. And now this becomes a clear choice. And the reason I bring this up is because while it's the clear choice, it's not always the easy choice. And so if you're still on this training and you're listening, you're saying, I want to do this, but I don't know how or I don't know what it is. You know, we have all these doubts. What if I fail with photography? What are others going to think of me? We've all had that thought. If I do this and I fail, you know, what are people going to think about it? What are my family and friends going to say? What if nobody books me? How will this ever work? Much less making it work full time. And then we have the overarching doubt, which is, is this even possible? And who here, just hand raise emoji or uh, just type hand raise in the chat or something like that or exclamation points or something, if this is you. Because it was me. And it's been every other photographer that I've ever talked to in life. Nobody has ever had it where they say, yep, everything just worked for me automatically since day one when I picked up the camera and I didn't have anything to learn. Business is great, boom. Right? Nobody has ever said that. And one of the things that I knew that I needed to do was I needed to take that leap of faith. What I needed to do was I was standing on the edge of a cliff and I either needed to make the jump or I needed to stay on that side. And when you jump, you don't know what's going to be on that other end, do you? You don't know how hard the fall is going to be. You don't know how far that ledge is, but you make the jump anyways. And what I want you to do is I just want you to close your eyes for a second. And as you close your eyes, I want you to picture yourself on that cliff. And I want you to envision photography being on the other side and where you are at now being your current situation, your current circumstances, your current environment. And I want you to count down from three, just a three, two, one. Did you take the leap? And if you did take the leap, notice that I didn't prompt you. Notice that you made that decision yourself. Notice that you subconsciously did that. And if you're standing on the other side of the cliff, notice that the only way to get from where you were to that other side of the other ledge was by taking that leap of faith. There isn't a bridge, there isn't a rope. It was only by taking that leap. And it was when I took that leap 
And when I implemented that framework consistently, that I saw my business skyrocket. And this is just a number of seniors. So if we look back at 2013, a few years ago, when I said I was just like you, baby, I was just like you. Two senior clients, two on the books. Hell yeah, let's go. Sorry, I apologize for the language. But heck yes, heck yes, two seniors on the book. And then 2014, I had five. I doubled the number of clients I had, but I was still sitting at five. And then at 2015, that's when things started to kind of come together. That's when I started putting the framework in. And that's when I started grinding and putting in the countless hours that you probably are at now. And in 2016, I went from 20 to 36. And last year, I just finished my busiest year ever. I try to aim for about 40 seniors a year. This year, I had 54. And you may be thinking, holy cow, that's really good. And one of the things was we asked, can we make this work? Well, what we also don't see kind of what's behind the stage. We could all see how many people are shooting clients, but how many of those photographers are charging $200 and shooting 40 seniors a year, right? Barely making ends meet. And then we look at the trajectory of my business over the past four years, where in 2015 to 2016, by implementing just a few small changes, went from 20K to 85K. And last year, I just broke over $200,000, specifically with high school seniors. And it was after taking that leap of faith and, and the techniques and the, the methodologies that we're going to cover as part of that framework in this training series that makes this possible. Because it was only because I took that leap of faith and fully committed to making this work that my business was able to grow and that I'm able to do what I love day in and day out. And it's not just me. I look around. I look at all of the seniors and we're going to talk about the impact that you have on them. But nine years getting to work with over 300 people and now over a $3,000 sales average. I'm here to tell you it's possible. You just haven't taken that leap yet. And one of the things I love is getting on lives and, and being able to teach and coach other photographers along the way. This is uh, on the photo on the left. It's us at, uh, in San Diego. You might recognize Hotel Coronado. It's one of our workshops that we taught. Absolutely amazing. And there's some photographers in here that I've kept in contact with, like, uh, like Heidi is in this photo, who is absolutely crushing it with, with her senior photography. Ron, who you heard about his story. Amazing photographers that are making it happen. And then it was super cool. Last month, I got to speak at Sync in front of it was like 250, 300 people and get to share the story of why it is possible and what the steps to take. And I love seeing their success as well. And what's really cool about senior photography is, yeah, it's cool to have a business that works, but what's also pretty freaking cool is the impact that you get to have on your clients where not only do you get to build a business that works for you, but you also get to build a business that inspires and helps other individuals along the way, like seniors. I remember years ago, uh, one of the, the shoots that we did was a very vulnerable shoot as Project Beauty. This is a no makeup, no retouching shoot. And one of the gals texted me after, and she said, Sean, you have no idea what this shoot means to me. I've been struggling with an eating disorder and it was the first time that I was able to see myself for who I truly am. I've had other clients come to me 
after their shoot, two, two and a half hours that I spend with them. And they say, I am so thankful that I did this with you. I feel valued. My self-confidence has grown. And then you look at hearing parents and they said, I had one parent in, uh, specifically this year. And they said, Sean, my senior has really struggled. He's never felt like he fits in. And when we were able to do that shoot with you, they felt like everything just kind of disappeared. All those self-doubts that they had, those worries about not fitting in, not looking a certain way, all those evaporate. And these aren't isolated stories. These are stories that you will hear as you work with more and more seniors down the road. And when you do, I want you to remember that we aren't building this business just for us. We are also building this business for them. We aren't just doing this for the money. We're doing this for the impact that we have on each of their lives. And whether you feel that impact or whether you haven't felt that impact yet, it will come. And when it does, I want you to remember all of the hours that you put in working towards it. And I want you to remember the leap that you took. Because without that leap, you would not be in that spot. So what I want you to do is, again, imagine. By the way, I forgot to tell you, if you closed your eyes earlier, you can open them back up. Uh, you probably have by now. But what I want you to do is I want you to just take a second and take a deep breath and just imagine what it would be like if you were able to book more seniors and actually be able to make a life that's worth living. And as we work through this training series, I want to know exactly what it is that you're searching for as a result of having your photography business. So please type that into the chat of why you are showing up today. What would that give you? What would it give you to book more seniors to actually make more money and actually know that you can do more of what you love? And I want you to just take a second. And I'm willing to go out on a limb here, but you're probably at this training because you haven't taken your business to where you want it to be yet. Maybe what we've heard is uh, you've heard about a technique or a, a tactic or, or marketing method or something like that, but it didn't quite work out. Or maybe what you've done is you've looked at what other successful senior photographers have done and tried to replicate that. And I always say, you know, why are we trying to do that? Because all that does is give us a business that doesn't work for ourselves. And what a lot of us are doing is we're looking at this, and I'm going to use the cliche analogy, we're looking at this like an iceberg. Where what's on the surface is what we see and what we try to replicate. And how many of you... And you don't have to type me in the chat if you want, but you know how many of you have gone to other photographers' websites and maybe what you did is you just said, I looked at your, their pricing, you looked at what they were offering, you said, cool, I'm going to do this too. You said, well, if it works for them, it must work for me too, right? And one of the things that we don't see are those tons and tons of ice below the surface. And this is really what everything that goes into a successful senior photography business, this is where it is. This is the bulk. To use a car analogy, it's kind of like the engine of the car. We don't see the engine, but without the engine, the car doesn't do us much good, right? It's just kind of a sitting hunk of, of metal, right? And so what we want to do 
is we want to say, how do we actually get below the surface? What does it take for us to get below the surface? Because it's not just one thing. It's a holistic approach. It's a complete framework that generates that success. And so it's kind of like dating in a way, right? Where what happens is as we're dating, it's not just how well do they do the proposal, it's everything else that came before this. Where if you know you're gonna marry that person, are you going to spend you know, all of your time making the best proposal, jumping out of a helicopter with a parachute and landing with a rose or something crazy like that? Or is it more important that we do everything leading up to that, where we're actually putting in the steps, we're putting in you know, the energy in a multitude of areas of our business, right? And if we just focus on this one thing, you know, kind of chasing that silver bullet or that magic bullet where we say, oh, if I do this one thing, it's going to work out. Well, that's why your business falls short. And so it was through that framework that we're going to talk about and dive into throughout this next couple days that those photographers have been able to actually see that success to move forward because it gives you a step-by-step -step approach. And one of the things that I noticed about having a framework is that it shows you how to book more seniors and it's the quickest way to actually creating that business because what happens is it gives us that path forward, but it also shows us the holistic approach where it's not just one thing. It's not just the best thing. It's a combination of multiple things that work well. And one of the things with the framework is Without it, it's really hard to stay on course. And you may be feeling that, right? Where you may be saying, what are my next steps forward? What do I do next, Sean? You know, I booked a senior, what happens next? And that framework kind of gives us that, that trajectory forward. And you may be thinking, okay, well, why is having that framework so important? And one of the things that I kind of use this analogy is, is that the framework is kind of like the navigational system in an airplane. I fly a lot, I fly way too much, in my opinion, I'm rarely home. It's part of the freedom that it affords me. And so I spend a lot of time in airplanes. And I'm always amazed at how the, the pilots know where exactly they're going. And it's because of that navigational system where they have tools, they have a framework of sorts where they follow step-by-step and it says, okay, turn here, line up your plane here with the runway, take off, and then do the exact same. We'll get you to the runway to land, right? But what happens if that plane is just a little bit off? What if that plane taking off in LA, trying to get to New York, what if we're off by just one degree? Or maybe we're just off by just a little bit. And we, we don't know, we don't know that because we don't have any tools, we don't have any frameworks, we don't have any navigational systems in place to guide us and make sure that we're along that right path, you know, that we're following that step-by-step -step approach. Well, what happens is we, we go, try to go to New York and we end up in Florida. I'm not sure where in Florida this is, maybe it's Jacksonville, I don't know. But regardless, the plane is way off course. And just type me in the chat if you are operating your business from a way of just kind of, I call it flying by the seat of my pants, right? Where it's like, oh my goodness, like 
I'm just going to go for it. And I don't know where I'm going to end up, but we're going to do it, right? How many of you are flying, just type like pants in the chat or something like that. If you're flying by the seat of your pants right now, where you don't know where you're going to end up because you don't know the step-by-step -step approach because you don't know what the steps are. And it's by not using a framework that what we do is we risk years of struggling, right? And so for me, the way I figured everything out was actually just by trial and error. I basically said, okay, let's do this and then we'll figure it out. And what's kind of cool about seniors, but also kind of not cool, is it's very cyclical. So if we don't book this class of seniors, we kind of have to wait till next year. And so what happens is we actually lose a lot of time, more so than any other genre of photography where we can kind of correct along the way. But with seniors, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this thing this year. I'm going to hope and pray that this works out. And if it doesn't, what's going to happen? How many of you have been there? Or maybe what you're doing is you're saying, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to, there's so much information out there, Sean, and I'm going to say, yeah, there absolutely is. Maybe you're going to go on Facebook groups or, or YouTube and you're going to get all the information. The downside is, because there's so much advice, how do you know which of them is actually going to help you? You know, for example, you've probably been in a Facebook group and, and, and photographers saying, you know, do hair and makeup. Don't do hair and makeup. Do two hour shoots. Don't do two hour shoots, right? Who's right? Who's wrong? Because there isn't that proven tried methodology. And then maybe what happens is by not using a framework, you just kind of keep doing what you're doing now. Spend lots of sleepless nights, long days, and you're attempting to put everything together without much guidance. We've all been there, you know? Because if you are here, chances are you were like me and you've tried one or even a mix of all of those in an attempt just to make senior photography work for you. And if you're committed to making things actually work this time, well, that means that you're willing to start implementing a framework that's been proven to help me and other photographers along the way in their journey. So let's continue. Type yes in the chat if you're ready to say, instead of piecing everything together, Sean, I'm gonna have a clear game plan, right? Type yes in the chat if you were ready. So why do we need that framework in place? Well, what a framework does is it cuts through that clutter the unnecessary time spent trying to figure it out, because guess what? It's already proven to work. So unlike the trial and error method where we're figuring it out along the way, what we do is we say, oh, well, I'm just gonna follow a game plan, right? It's kind of like uh, cooking a recipe. Who here cooks? Type chefing it up in the chat if you are. Well, one of the things with cooking, I don't say I'm the best cook in the world, but guess what? One of the things that we also do as we work through this framework is, and this recipe is we know that by following a step-by-step -step instruction, we're gonna get to the cooking. We're gonna get to the recipe that we're cooking. And it lets you focus your energy on implementing the things in your business that are actually going to help. So rather than wasting your time on things that don't help, we know that the energy that we're expending is actually energy that is going to move our business forward. It's kind of like trying to drive a car forward but having a cinder block on the, gas, on the uh, brake pedal while we're hitting the accelerator probably not going to go very far. And then what we're also able to do is move that business quicker. And so I see people type in the chat, they're like, want the real training. This is the real training. Like I mentioned, if you're showing up with the glass 
empty or full and you're saying, oh, I already know all this, Sean. What we need to do is we need to get out of the mindset. And what we're going to do is in, in just a couple minutes, we're going to work through how do we actually break through that. And the reason that I, I love teaching about this framework is for photographers like Nikki, where she was in burnout mode, where what happened is in the beginning, she was spinning her wheels and not figuring out what she was doing. She wasn't cultivating that client experience that she wanted. She was a shoot and burn photographer. And over the last few years, she's completely 180'd her business and she started working less and making more. This is a different Nikki, by the way. It's just a couple of Nikki. I guess Nikki is a common name. And then one of the things that I hear too is that, well, okay, well, with this framework, how do I know that it's going to be right for me and my business? Well, one of the things with the framework is that it's designed to create a business that you want, just like Ron did. So Ron comes from a town of 8,000 people. He says there are no shortage of photographers, right? You know, who here, type how many photographers you have in your, your hair. And one of the things that Ron discovered was that he doubled his average sale to over $2,000 and he still kept his, his job because guess what? He says he loves his job. He says he doesn't want to do this full time. He wants to do it in a way that works for him. And so it's designing a business that works for you. And so if you're ready for those results and to become the thriving senior photographer, let's continue. So these are the stages of becoming that thriving senior photographer. And so one of the things, these are kind of the roles that you fill. And I want you to, as we go through these, to figure out what role are you actually filling right now in your business? And the first one is kind of like the overnight success seeker, where what happens is you, they operate from the mindset of if they don't get the results tomorrow, if they have to do too much work, they have to put in too much work with no promise of success, they're not going to do it. And while we all want a level of certainty in how things are gonna turn out, they're looking for that magic bullet that's gonna fix all the issues. And there probably aren't any of you in here because guess what, they've already turned off this training. They've said, okay, there's actually work. It's not just one solution. It's not just one thing that fixes it. I'm out of here, right? I just want to know what to do, when to do. And it's rather than looking at it from the holistic thing, they end up quitting before it actually starts to work for them. And one of the things that we do is when we operate from this mindset of the overnight success, the one right, best, only mindset, where if I don't do this, then it doesn't work. And we've probably all done that where we've tried something in senior photography and it hasn't worked for us. And we say, well, then if this doesn't work, then senior photography doesn't work. We also have the hustler mindset. And type this if, if you're the hustler, where what happens is you've been putting all your work and their whole strategy is that if I work harder and longer days than somebody else, then what's going to happen is it's eventually going to work for me. Where if I put in the work now, I'm deserving of the success down the road. And my question to you is, what happens when somebody else decides to work harder than you? What happens if the work you put in doesn't lead to that success? What happens if your strategy is to figure out every little piece along the way and then piece everything together yourself with no promise that this is actually going to work? How many of you may be here where you're, you're just, your whole strategy is to work harder and to work longer? right? What happens when that stops working? What happens when you reach burnout? What happens when you finally say enough is enough? What do I do from here? 
And then there's some of you who may be the determined. Or what happens is you're starting to see some results, but it's also coming in at an expense where maybe you're not quite sure how to grow from here, or uh, maybe in, even in a way of doing it in a result, in a way that generates results in a consistent manner. There isn't a complete strategy. It's all just kind of happened without a specific framework in place. There's a certain level of what I call reactiveness at this level. And when something doesn't work, they just react rather than have a plan. Who here has been that? Because that was me. And then there's the thriving senior photographer, where what they've been able to do is they've been able to find consistent success. They know exactly what it takes to run a successful business. And then they have a plan for what's going to happen if it doesn't work. They know their numbers, they know their processes, and most importantly, they have a business that's actually built for them. And if you're thinking, you're like, well, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm one, two, or three, or four, I'm telling you, I've been at every single one of those stages, folks. I've been at every single one. And what the whole goal is, is to take you from whatever stage you're at, whether that be one, two, or three, well, probably not one, because you probably have logged off by this training by now, two or three, and move you to that fourth stage. And what we do is if we look closely, there are three things that all thriving senior photographers actually do. And so if you're ready to move into that thriving senior photography role, then let's continue with the steps to take. But first, what I want to do is this is one of my favorite things to do. So this year, we did a case study concept contest for Senior Photography Academy students. And one of the things that's really cool about this, and before we dive into kind of the framework and stuff, is they have an opportunity to win some massive prizes. So uh, we have our three finalists, Deanna, Faith, and Mariella, and all of their videos are amazing, inspiring. Some got a little, little emotional. And what they have the opportunity to win is an in-person mentorship with me, a year in my mastermind program, which is for my students that already have those foundations in place and then go next level. How do we work on the mindset, which is what we're doing a lot of today. We didn't even know we were working on mindset, but we actually have been subconsciously getting you to think of, you know, getting you to move into that role. And then additional trainings inside the mastermind, as well as their story featured on the Shoot for Success podcast. So let us roll our very first case study video with Deanna. Hi, Deanna with Deanna Weber Photography here. Um, what can I say about Senior Photography Academy? It was literally a game changer for me. I was all over the place. I had like no real systems, no real guide as pulling from every direction, you know, every little free tutorial that I could get a hold of. I was trying to take and piece so many pieces together and I was constantly feeling lost and constantly feeling overwhelmed and SPA really was a game changer for me because it was like it was like opening up a cookbook there were so many different recipes in there for different things you know there was guidance on how to build a senior team guidance on how to build systems guidance on how to do ads there was a recipe for each and every aspect of your business and you know you can't just 
you can't just take directions on how to build a business because then every single business will be the same. So it was more of just like a little recipe that you take and you make it your own and it guided you along the way. It gave you the ingredients that you needed to succeed and let you do your own thing. Uh, one of the things that I love most about Sean's teachings, you know, everything that he does, he doesn't want you to be exactly like him because like he says, your business isn't going to be your business if you're doing it like he does. So that's why, I that's why I just love everything that, that he puts out there. And SPA is really just a testament to that because he gives you the ingredients that you need and lets you do your own thing with it. And like I said, I was all over the place. I was pulling from every little freebie, um, every little freebie, you know, tutorial or workshop or webinar or whatever, any little freebie that was out there. I was, I was in there. I was signed up. I was ready to go, but it just left me more and more confused because I wasn't sure on how to put everything together. And so I feel like I really started making strides once I got with SPA because it laid everything out there for me and then I made it my own. And I am just forever, forever grateful for that. So if you're thinking about SPA, do it. Um, it was, it was amazing for me and I'm so happy that I found it and, you know, really sat down and, and did the work and let him guide me through the way. So thank you. Have a great day. All right, so that is Deanna. And one of the things that I forgot to mention is that, guess what? You are going to be able to actually vote on who you want to win this contest. So when uh, we finish training number three, there are three finalists or three trainings, there's gonna be one case study video each day. When we finish training number three, you'll actually be able to open and vote. And so I will have instructions on that for you all today. So let's, dive into the three things that all senior photographers do in the thriving senior photographer stage. So we worked on some mindset. Now we're going to work on some more mindset because that is what the biggest thing is. When I do the coaching with my students, and um, I know there's some students in here that have been through coaching, but um, Dan is one of them. Uh, I think Jamie was in here, um, all of those. So one of the things that I work with on my students is mindset. And if you can't get over this one hurdle, you're not ever going to actually get over anything else, right? I'm just here to tell you that if you don't get out of your own head, how are you ever going to make progress in other aspects of your business? And so the whole reason that I bring this up is because what all thriving senior photographies, photographers do is they map their realities and have their actions fit those realities, right? Where if their whole thing is, how am I going to show up in my business? How am I going to show up for others? How am I going to actually move forward? Well, what happens is they operate from the mindset of being that thriving senior photography photographer already. And so one of the things that I'm here to tell you is that if you want to be that thriving senior photographer, you must first believe and act like you are. And I know that sounds like really like woo-woo, but there is a real thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy. And if it wasn't, they wouldn't study it in psychology. 
And we're going to dive into that in, in training number two a little bit more. But what we want to touch on is we want to say, well, if we want what we're going to get, one of the things that we need to do is we need to act like that is going to happen. And how many of you are sitting here and you're acting like you don't know when the next senior is going to come rather than acting like you do know when that senior is going to come? How does that impact you showing up for your business, your marketing? How does it impact you showing up for your clients? And so what happens is those senior photographers recognize that. They overcome those limiting beliefs. And what they do is they focus on actually taking action. And so what happens is rather than us sitting here and we say, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, they say, I know what's going to happen in the future and I'm going to make that happen. And we're going to dive into this a lot more in training number two as well of outcomes and circum operating from circumstance and all that as well. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that we first focus on that action taking. And you may be thinking, that sounds great, Sean. What is a limiting belief? How do I even know if I have one? Well, what a limiting belief is, is it limits you in some capacity. And so these beliefs can be about us, they can be about the world, they can be about others. But in essence, what happens when we operate from these is that they limit what we can do and thus what we can accomplish in our business and in our life. And so what we want to do is we need to work and we need to identify these limiting beliefs. And what I want you to do is uh, please use the chat for this portion. Because as we dive into this, I want to hear what your limiting beliefs are too. Because the, like I mentioned, the first step in fixing those is actually just recognizing those that we already hold. And if we don't, or if we let them go un, kind of un, uh, untaken care of, that's even a word. If we don't take care of those, then what happens is they manifest in negative ways in our business and our life. And so what happens is that over time, we prevent ourselves from doing what we're ultimately supposed to do. They hold us back from making choices or only focusing on the negative aspects of something. Not being able to look at something from a different perspective. Not believing in yourself or seeing yourself more negatively than others see you. And so many of you may be showing up and you said, I didn't even know I had limiting beliefs. And now I'm discovering that maybe I do. Because what happens is it's inevitable in this journey to not have them where there's so many doubts. You know, how many times have we said there are too many photographers in my market? My market's too saturated. If I raise my prices, clients won't book me. Book me. I've tried senior photography and it didn't work. So therefore it won't work for me. I don't know how to find clients or how they will find me. I don't know how to get the ball rolling and get bookings. I know this is never going to work, so I shouldn't even try. And then the top one, I might fail and I don't want to be seen as a failure, so I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. I'm looking in the chat, I hear, you know, not believing others will pay the prices that I will, right? We're going to talk about that tomorrow, but I always say the act of undercharging is the act is the limiting belief of assuming that others have the same beliefs about money as you, meaning that if you won't pay what you do for photography, then they won't either. And we're going to dive into that in training number two. And what happens is I love that this 
is a, a chat filled with lots of answers because guess what? These are all your first step of recognizing that limiting belief. Right here, you know, not uh, no one, uh, not being able to find prospects who will become clients. Don't believe they'll pay me. Um, yeah, Deanna says, I had so many mental roadblocks when I first met you. And imposter syndrome. You know, all we all have different limiting beliefs. And so the first thing that we need to do is recognize that these all come in hypothetical statements. Notice that none of what I said is fact. None of this is fact. This is all hypothetical. Notice the if in there, the conditional. If I raise my prices, then they won't book me. How do we know? How do you know that when you raise your prices, they won't book you? How do you know that if you take the leap into photography, that you won't be able to find clients? How do you know that if you start a senior rep program, that nothing will come? How do you know that if you move or, or start a business, that you're going to fail? And so what we need to do is we need to do something that I call the best friend test. This is one of the arsenals in my toolbox that I use that I coach my uh, students in Senior Photography Academy with. I do a whole training on mindset. And one of those tools in there is called the best friend test. And what I want you to do is I want you to envision sitting down with your best friend. And you're going to talk about business. Maybe this is a, a photography best friend. Maybe this is somebody who knows nothing about photography. Just your best friend. And I want you to type in the chat box, what is that one goal that you have? What is one goal that it would make a huge difference in your business if you were to do that in the next 30 or 90 days? And I want you to get specific with this goal. What I want you to do is, and by the way, we're working through the workbook. So in the workbook, I don't know what page it's on exactly, but this is stuff that's in the workbook. So make sure to have that out. As we work through this, and you can use the notes section, all that stuff. As you work through this and do the best friend test, what is your goal? And be specific. I want to book three seniors in the next 30 days. That would make a huge difference for me, Sean. Or one, se one senior in the next 30 days. Or maybe you're saying, I would love to raise my prices to this amount, because I know that that's what I need to do. We're going to cover a little bit of pricing in the next section. Maybe what your yours is, is uh, to get a senior, uh, or uh, I already said senior rep program going. Maybe yours is just to get your name out there more, right? What are your goals? And I want you to go ahead and, and type those. And I love it. Sharon's tagging her best friends in the chat. I love that. Accountability right there. Yeah, Monica says, my goal is to set prices and stay consistent. Great goal. A lot of people are saying book one senior a week. Danita, she says, I'm pretty sure I have the wrong workbook. Sometimes I change things up a little bit during the live trainings. So sometimes even just what I say will fill in the workbook too. So sometimes it helps to watch the replays as well. Love it. Latrice says, book five at my 3K plus feed level. 
Awesome. These are amazing goals. And what I want you to do is I want you to reflect on what you're feeling like right now. And what you're feeling like, I want you to say, what is it that I'm doing right now and how do I feel about this? How do I feel about booking one more client? How do I feel about raising my prices? How do I feel about staying consistent in my business? And I want you to type that into the chat too. Write that into your workbook as well. And I'm going to pull up the workbook and make sure that I can direct you guys to the right page and all that stuff. Because sometimes what I type doesn't match up with what I always say. So what we're, we're on page number three of the workbook, by the way. And it's the section that says the biggest things that holds photographers back. And that is your mindset, which is what we have been covering this entire time. And then you have a bunch of notes as well. So we're on segment number one. So that's where we are in the workbook, by the way, if you, if you got lost or anything like that. So what is at the center of your limited belief, or what is at the center of your mindset holding you back are your limiting beliefs? That's the second fill in the blank right there. And if you've been working through this training, you may have picked up on that. And then what I want you to do is during this best friend test, I want you to envision what would you tell to your best friend? Just type it in the chat. I'm just going to use, who was it? It was um, somebody who's typing their best friends in the chat. I'm going to say for Sharon, Sharon and Robbie. So Sharon and Robbie are sitting down to dinner. And what I want you to do is I want you to say, to that other person in your mind or your head or out loud if you want. Say, I want to X, Y, or Z. Book more seniors, raise my prices. What does that individual say to you? What, is, what does that individual that you know say? Do they say, don't go for it? Do they say, you can't do this? Do they say, ah, oh, yeah, you're probably right. That would never work. No. If they're your best friend, they're going to support you, right? Maybe this is a spouse that you have, or maybe this is even just somebody you talk to online. We all have somebody who we can talk to, right? And if not, that's why we've got the community right here. And so what they tell you is not, you can't do this. You won't ever make this work. And if they do, you probably need to get a new best friend, right? There's a little, there's a level of saying, you know, uh, giving encouragement. There's a level of also just being rude. That's probably just being rude, right? <laughs> so what I want you to do is picture what they would say. And then I want you to reflect on what you are telling yourself. Are they going to say, if you raise your prices, no one will come? That may be what you're telling yourself. But what are they going to say? They're going to say, no, if you raise your prices... People are going to come. You've got this. And how often are we stuck telling ourselves a narrative that not even our best friend would tell us? How many times do we hold ourselves back in our business by telling ourselves something 
that nobody else is saying. I see people saying, you know, their best friend would say, you should charge people for this stuff. You're amazing. You are. Now it's how do we fix our mindset and how do we do that? And the first step is acknowledging that we have that limiting belief, recognizing it and actually implementing it into our business in a way that what we can do is we can counteract it. Where what we do is we sit down and we say, this is not my reality because what we're going to do is we're going to create a different reality. And that sounds a little, you know, woo-woo or whatever you want to call it, but it works in the self-fulfilling prophecy. And there are times in your business where how many times have you in your life envisioned a scenario where what you do is you you role play that in your head? Maybe it's like, um, I don't know, your first uh, first time driving a car or something like that. And what we do is we we say, oh my goodness, like I'm gonna I'm gonna run into the curb, and then what happens is we subconsciously pull the steering wheel into the curve because we're so focused on not hitting the curb that we actually hit the curb. How many times in your business have you said, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then it happens, whether that be a client not booking or a shoot not working out? How many times have you done that in your business and not even realized that you were doing it? And I'm here to tell you that what we need to do is we need to get ahead of these. We need to recognize these. So anytime that you hear yourself saying don't or can't or won't, any negative connotation words... What I want you to do is I want you to stop and I want you to just reflect on what that is truly saying to yourself. Because if we do not get ahead of this early on in our business, you're never going to reach the levels of the thriving senior photographer. In fact, it was in many of my students that I've coached where they said, I had mindset blocks that held me back and it wasn't until I overcame them where I took the leap of faith. I I adjusted my pricing. I went for building a senior rep program that they actually saw things work where they got out of their head and they moved forward in their business. And if that's you, if you've seen that happen or work for others, why not make that work for you? And if you're struggling with this, well, one of the things that we have to do is practice makes perfect. We have to recognize, we have to overcome. And what I want you to do is I want you in your notes to write down, this is a limiting belief that I hold. I know that I can book more seniors or whatever the the affirmative of that negative is, right? The positive of if I, I can't book seniors, they won't pay my prices. I know that I can book seniors at higher prices. And then what you do is you say, I know that what I have to do is I have to find my client who is out there. And lots of times what we do is we operate from circumstances, which is what we're going to talk about a lot in training too as well. And we say, if, if we don't have senior clients, then it'll never happen. Rather than we don't have senior clients now, but what's going to happen is we're going to have them down the line. And what the, senior, thriving senior photographers don't do is they don't give in to the negative thoughts, but rather focus on the potential. So if you're sitting down right now and you're focused on those negatives, what I want you to do is I want you to change it to the positive. And this exercise is really powerful because anytime what I want you to do from now all the way to the end of your business is focus on what is it in my business 
that is a negative, how can I counteract that with the positive? Because if we don't do that, we won't actually ever make it to our, our goals. And while you may be coming into this training thinking, he hasn't taught me anything to book more seniors. He hasn't taught me how to raise my prices yet. He hasn't taught me how to create a senior rep program. He hasn't taught me how to market or brand or do whatever is the next best thing on social media. How will we ever get there if we have things holding us back? Where even if I told you to raise your prices, how many of you are going to sit there and say, well, nobody's going to book me? Even if I told you and said, hey, this works, how many of you are going to sit here and say, I've done a senior rep program before. It didn't work for me. Or how many folks are going to sit there and say, Sean, I've done that, but it hasn't worked. And what is the common thing between all of those? It's us holding ourselves back in our mindset. So even if you haven't felt like this is training, what this is going to do is it's going to push you forward in your business more than you ever thought. And if you want to learn more about mindset, I invite you to definitely check out the podcast, episode number 48. It's about a 40-minute episode all about limiting beliefs. I go over some more training, all that stuff. Really powerful episode. Um, by the way, for those of you who stuck around, it's time for the giveaway. So this is how the giveaways are going to work. If you are on your phone, um, what we're gonna, what we'll do is, uh, please, uh, what we'll do, mark this point in the live video. So take a timestamp, go to a computer, and what you're gonna do is you're actually gonna use your phone, your iPhone, and you're gonna open up the camera and scan this QR code. So, again. If you watch the replay or the live trainings, you're going to be eligible for the giveaways. And what you'll do is this will pull up a Google form. And what you can do is you can actually type in the word thriving for session number one, and that'll enter you to win a giveaway. I'm going to be drawing a, a random giveaway winner uh, April 22nd. It's Friday, so it's after the three-part training. So as people work through these replays and trainings, um, they can also enter the giveaways because I want to make sure that everybody has a chance. Um, so what you could do, just scan that right there. And then it'll send you to a Google form. Uh, again, mark this timestamp. Just write it in your notes or something like that. You can come back to a computer if you're watching on a phone or something like that. But our first giveaway, this is how it's going to work for all of the trainings. So make sure make sure to, uh, to get that scanned. All right. Number two. By the way, you can always pause it and come back to it later and all that stuff. Number two. They know their numbers. This is what thriving senior photographers do. And they develop a plan. So... What I want you to do is pull out your dashboards in just a second. Um, and I like to use the analogy, you probably wouldn't drive blindfolded. Otherwise, you'd be hitting a lot more curbs than we did in the last example. And you probably shouldn't run your business that way either. So what you want to do is if you want to operate as the thriving senior photographer, what are some things we need to know? Well, the big thing is we need to know our numbers. We need to know how many seniors we need to book. We need to know how much we need to make and all of that stuff. And so one of the things that we want to do is we want to list out what is it that we need to do to actually make this business possible, right? These are all kind of like the foundations, the fundamentals. And what about our business, you know, is going to allow us to do that? And so what I want you to do is, and if you're on a, a camera, I'll, I'll get a bit.ly link set up. So just hang tight, but the camera should work. So, and you may need to download an app, by the way, if you're on an Android, like a QR code app, that's what it's called. But how many of you, type me, if you know exactly how many seniors you need to book at what sales average and how many you need to book in a year to make your income goals. And type 
question mark, question mark, question mark. If you have no idea what your numbers are, or if you just kind of, again, flying by the seat of your pants and saying, well, if I book, you know, five seniors, I'm going to make, I think about this much, but you aren't really sure, right? And if you know your numbers, awesome. You are a step ahead of, of most people. Or if you have some idea, that's another thing. A lot of, a lot of question marks. And so what we're going to do is um, if you turn to the Thriving Senior Photographer dashboard, some of you actually downloaded this prior to the training kicking off. And I said we were actually going to work through this during the live training. That's that. Or what you can do is you can download the workbook and head to page 13 of that and grab that first page of the dashboard. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to get really specific. And you may be thinking, you know, there's a lot of space on this dashboard, a lot of spaces that we haven't filled out. We're going to be filling out a lot of that during session two as well. But during session one, what our, our main focus is, is what we can't do is we actually can't move forward in our business if we don't know what it is that we need to make, how many seniors we need to book, all that stuff. But first, one of the things that we need to do is we need to understand what our income goal is. Because no matter how many seniors you book, what your sales average is, or how many clients you know, you're even getting in, in front of you, leads or whatnot, if we don't know what we need to make, we actually can't run our business effectively. Where we could have a $20,000 sales average, but if we need to make $50,000 a year and we're only booking one client, we're $30,000 in the hole. I know that's an extreme example, but hopefully you kind of see where I'm going with this. Or if I book 40 seniors at $500 and I need to make 30,000, well, we only made 20,000 in our business, now we're 10,000 in the hole, right? And so what happens is we need to make sure that we know where we're operating from. And so if we want to run a successful business, the first step is we need to sit down and actually ask ourselves, how much do we need to make? And so what I want you to do is in the, the chat or whatever, type in, you know, what it is that if you could generate that much in your senior photography business, you would be ecstatic, right? And if you want to start small, one of the things I urge you is to correct yourself. So rather than thinking, what, what do I think people will pay? What do you need to make? Because oftentimes what happens is when we, we think about pricing, we look at other photographers' websites, we say, okay, they're average, they, they charge this much or, or X, Y, or Z amount. And what happens is we say, okay, well, I'm going to charge that too. Because what happens is rather than asking the question in our business of what do we need to make, we're actually asking ourselves a question of what will people be willing to pay for this? What are people willing to spend on my, my photography? And especially as creatives, this gets kind of tricky for us, right? Because what we're doing is we're inherently putting a value on our work and, and our creative ability. And so what I want you to do is focus on what you want or need to make much rather than how much will people pay? Because guess what? The answer to how much will people pay is always the least amount possible. So if you had photography and somebody could either pay you $100 or $1,500, what are they gonna choose? The $100, because people always will pay the least amount that they can. And so what happens is we really need to understand that it's much less about what people will pay and much more about 
what we need to make, what we want to make. And what I work, when I work with pricing with my, my senior photography academy students, what we do is we, we talk about, you know, how to build collections and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if we don't know what we need to make, we can't really fill in those, the rest of the gaps, right? I love it. I see lots of numbers, 50K, 100K, 75, 200, 25, 75, 30K, but would be ecstatic for 100. I love it. And what I always say to my students is don't price yourself low just because other people won't pay it, but also leave yourself a little bit of room for magic. Don't not shoot for the, for the moon, right? And there are ways to strategically do that, all that stuff. But what we need to do is we need to first start in saying, okay, how much do we need to charge? How much do we need to make? And we're not going to let others dictate what we are going to charge. Because in our heads, what we always hear is, I would never pay this much for senior photos. So most other people most definitely wouldn't pay that. And how many times have we heard ourselves say, maybe even during this training, holy cow, okay, I'm doing the math here, Sean. $2,000 is a lot for senior photos. $6,000 is a lot for senior photos. How did Laura do that? And one of the things that I want you to realize is that our reality is, is defined by our personal beliefs. Just because we wouldn't pay that doesn't mean that there aren't clients out there that if we create that client experience, if we create all of the, the experience for them, be with them every step of the process, that they aren't going to, that they aren't going to be willing to invest in us as well. How much, remember I reflected back on the impact that we have with senior photography, how much do you think that a mom is willing to pay to, to ensure that her daughter has self-confidence? What is it worth to a parent when they hear that their daughter is seeing themselves, their daughter with an eating disorder is seeing themselves in a positive light for one of the very first times? What is it worth to that individual? What is the value that we are creating for those clients? And so when we get in the hole of saying, I'm not going to charge this much or, I, or people won't pay that or I can't, well, first we need to correct that limiting belief. That's step one. And then step two is saying, my beliefs don't map my reality in terms of what my personal beliefs are. Remember, we want to have self-fulfilling prophecies. We want to say, Clients are willing to pay this, but just because we wouldn't, that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that our beliefs are other people's beliefs. And I hope that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, um, it was this wall collection. It was a different client, but same wall collection. It was six metals. So this is like a 24 by 24, uh, 16 by 24, and then a 36 by 24, two rows of those. And I sat down at their ordering session and the mom is sitting there with my pricing and there's silence. How many of you freak out when there's silence? Type silent in the chat. If you're like, you've ever done like a sit down and ordering session or you're on the phone with a client and you give them your pricing and they're silent. How many of you like freak out, right? It took me a long time to get comfortable in that silence. And one of the things that happens is you're in your head thinking, I wouldn't pay this, so they never will either, right? The mom goes, she looks up at the wall, 
and she looks back down at the price and she's flipping through the guide a little bit of all my like collections for like wall art and stuff like that. And she goes, I think we're going to do the six grouping. We actually have a whole wall in our home. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to actually uh, repaint it. So that's what my husband's going to do. And so he's sitting there. He's like, yep, I know. I got, I got some honeydews, right? And uh, she goes, so we're going to paint this wall. Here's a photo of our wall, by the way. And what I did is I put it into my design software. We put the images in. And that was about a $6,000 sale. It was about $4,500 of just wall art. And rather than them saying, I'm so angry you took all my money, Sean. They said, thank you so much. We never could have done this without you. We've been wanting to do this for years and we didn't know how easy it could be. Thank you for sitting here and doing it with us. So while we're in our head saying, I would never pay this much for senior photos, so other people definitely wouldn't, Reflect back on that client where would I do that? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on the circumstance, I guess. But what we need to acknowledge is that our personal beliefs do not map others' beliefs about money, about what they are willing to invest, what they're willing to spend with us. So, what I want you to do, you already did this exercise. I want you to write down what you want to make with photography, what you need to make with photography. Saying, okay, you know, if I could just replace what I'm even doing part-time, Sean, that would allow me to do even a little bit more photography. Maybe I could go even part-part-time with my part-time job. Or maybe that full-time job, I could go to part-time. But I just need to cover the gap, Sean. And I want you to, to look back at that number. And I want you to, in your notes... It's in your dashboard notes. What I want you to do is I want you to just circle it. Because when we come to training two on Tuesday, what we're going to do is we're actually going to break down how do we get to that number and how do we actually work through creating the brand? How do we stand out in our market to allow us to charge those prices? That's going to be training number two. And try to pack as much into this training as possible. I know there's a lot of, a lot of info. And one of the things I want you to do is circle that number and pin it on a computer, put it up above your desk, put it somewhere in a mirror, you know, write it on a sticky note in a mirror. And I want you to envision that number as we work through this training series and say, who do I need to be? What do I need to become to get there? And we're going to work on that. That's the second part of the dashboard. I know I said it's a one-page dashboard, but I like to over-deliver, under, under-promise and over-deliver. So it's a two-page dashboard. And part two is how do we actually get there, right? And so as we work through that, I want you to just know and, and go back, as my business mentor says, like I mentioned, undercharging is the act of assuming others have the same limiting beliefs about money as we do. So rather than us saying we're not going to charge this because we, can't, because we won't or we can't, rather, and because others won't pay it, we say, I'm going to charge this because I need to. I need to, I need to make this to make my business work. And at the end of the day, it is a business, so if we don't bring in what we need to make, it doesn't work. See people asking um, what software I use. Fundy. Fundy is awesome. We're going to talk about 
systems and, and processes and stuff like that. I think it's either uh, Tuesdays or Thursdays training. So make sure to um, stay tuned for that. Okay. So the third thing that successful thriving senior photographers do is they put the systems in place. Uh, Kendra, the dashboard is page 13. So if you head to the workbook, page 13 right in there. And that's where that's where we covered. And this is going to be the very top line where it says, um, my dollar a year business, okay? And we're gonna work on filling the, the rest of that dashboard out on, on Tuesday. So what they do is they put systems in place. So I love it, people are asking like, um, you know, what systems am I even using for sales? Fundy. But what other photographers do is they put systems in place as well. And whether this be email or um, maybe even like a sales type system of like, okay, I'm going to do in-person sales. I'm going to have this process and I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. What they do is they put the systems in place. And one of the things that I see a lot with photographers is without the systems, what happens is there are only a certain number of hours in the day that we can work. I don't know about you, but there are 24 hours in the day. I probably don't want to work all 24 of them. Probably wouldn't be a very healthy or uh, fulfilling lifestyle to say the least. And so what we do is we say, okay, well, without systems, if I, if I work, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day or whatever it is, or maybe you're saying I, I only want to work four. you know, one of the things we actually worked with Deanna, who you saw her case study was when she was saying, you know, I'm feeling like I can't do this. It's feeling overwhelming. What we did is we actually worked with her in putting systems in place and allowed her to spend more time with her boys. So her boys, she's now homeschooling them, which is amazing. And so as she gets to homeschool them, she has a few hours set aside a week to work on her business. And so what she's been doing is working with these processes and putting more of the, the, the strategy and all of that stuff in place and making sure that it works for her and her business. And I'm just gonna help Danita out real fast. Sorry. I'm just gonna put this, if you guys have the wrong workbook, just posted the link. It says workbook on the front. So if it doesn't say workbook, you may have the dash, uh, dashboard. And so what happens is we look at our business and we say, well, without systems in place, what, what are we actually creating? What are we actually working towards, right? We're working longer hour days, but what happens is we reach this red line and this red line is kind of like our cap, our ceiling. And there are only a certain number of hours in a day. There are only a certain number of clients that we can feasibly work with. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to say, well, if we put these systems in place, what actually happens? How can we actually get more efficient, make more money and actually increase the number of sessions that we are, allowed, that we are able to shoot because we're spending less time in other areas of our business? And so on average, what I've seen photographers do is two to four X what they were doing without systems by doing the same amount of work. And so if we look at these two graphs, notice that on these graphs, this, the number of hours worked hasn't actually changed. We've been doing the same number of hours worked, but what happens is that green ceiling, the, the cap or whatever you want to call it is much higher than it is on the red. So with systems, what we can do is we can then say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do, we're actually going to be able to shoot more senior sessions because guess what? Now I'm spending less time on email, spending less time doing bookkeeping. I'm spending less time uh, editing all of these things. I'm spending less time on marketing or video production. 
That's all outsourced. Everything that I mentioned just now is outsourced for me. So I actually do not touch it. And what we do is when we put these systems in place, now what it allows us to do is say, okay, well, if we're spending four hours of editing on one client, but we're only spending two hours of the shoot. Well, that means that I theoretically can actually shoot two more sessions. And one of the things that I want you to do is say, okay, well, if we are, are working in this and we're saying we want to make X amount of money and we want to work this amount of days, well, what happens is we want to say, where is our most valuable time spent? What tasks or processes are you doing in your business that you actually can outsource, that you can get rid of, that you can make sure that you're maximizing your most valuable time? Instead of like your MVP, your, your most valuable player, what's your MVT? What's your most valuable time? And most of that is going to come in the form of, more, of, of us directly working with our clients. And who here has said, oh, I can't outsource editing because they don't have my style. They don't have, you know, the know-how that I do. Well, how many of you learned how to edit? I can't send emails because it has to be, or I, you know, I can't outsource emails because I want it to be really personal, okay? How many of those emails are you sending that are 90% the same every single time? And so what we want to do is we want to look and say, where is the max impact for our clients? Where are we most valuable to them? Most of us are probably going to say, well, it's probably in our, in our actually our interactions with them, actually going to the shoot, right? Actually interacting with them because one is the one thing that we can't replicate in our business, ourselves. So if we can't replicate ourselves, that's our most valuable time because guess what? Everything else in our business, we can either train, coach, teach somebody to do. Coach them through our editing process, teach them how to answer our emails. And maybe what we do is we even get these systems in place. Like I love Iris Works. I send all my emails. So what I do is I literally spend five minutes uh, setting up their client profile. And not even that, it's like two minutes. Uh, I book them from start to finish in about 45 to 60 seconds. It's just couple clicks of a button. And then what I do is they get all my emails. They get two, uh, two or three emails probably over the course of every month leading up to their session. So it's like six or seven emails total. And those processes are all inside Senior Photography Academy. And what we do is those emails basically go out and they say, okay, here's what we do X, Y, or Z. It's all customized, all personal. Do that with Irisworks. For all my editing, what I do is I actually just send it off to an editor and they know my workflow and all my style, I save multiple hours and I'm actually able to shoot more clients than I would. Because what happens is as we scale up, I'm just gonna use my cursor, hopefully you guys can see this, as we scale up our business, what also happens is we start spending more and more time with the number of clients we're working with. So the number of hours of editing kind of compound. And so if we're working with two clients and we spend two hours of editing, or one client, let's say we spend two hours per client, Well, with one client, that's only two hours. With two clients, it's four. With three, that's six. And so now all of a sudden what happens is we've gone from working three hours with our clients, let's just say, for the session. I'm just keeping this on the low end. And then what we're doing is we're spending six hours of editing. What happens when we go to 10 clients? Okay, that's 10 hours a client. 
and 20 hours of editing, which means now we're working 30 hours. What happens when we put those systems in place to say, okay, if we can outsource our editing, would those 30 hours be much better spent working with 30 clients? Or are we still willing to hustle and work longer hours and longer days? And what is that actually giving us? What is that actually working us towards in our business? And so with IrisWorks, with editing and all that stuff, one of the things too is we get back in our own heads and you may be feeling like you're, you're getting back into your own head already. Well, if I outsource my editing, Sean, it won't look the same. And that was my thought too. In fact, when I sat down with my very first client that I outsourced for, I was probably sweating pretty profusely, right? I was about to take a poop in my pants. I was pretty scared. Uh, and what happens is they look at their images and say, oh my goodness, I love this. And one of the things that happened was I had spent a really long time editing this particular image to make sure it was perfect, that it was creative, all those things that we do that, to put in. And it wasn't even their favorite image. They picked one that my editor picked, or that my editor edited, right? And so as we work through these processes, notice when you're getting back into your head. Notice when you're saying, oh, if I outsource, then X, Y, or Z. Again, those are the limiting beliefs coming back into play. And what I'm here to tell you is that hustle does not equal results. So a lot of you may have come into this training thinking, okay, if I work harder, if I work longer, it's finally going to happen. How many photographers have you seen that are hustling harder than ever and not getting the results that they're looking for? How many times have you seen the photographer that's been working at this for multiple years and still hasn't figured it out? How many times have you maybe felt like you were putting in all the effort and just one day, one thing you're going to do that's different is going to change it all and that day hasn't come yet? Because hustle does not equate to results. It's why some photographers scale really fast. It's why some photographers struggle for a long time. Because what happens is they get stuck in the mindset of saying, if I work harder, if I work longer, success will come, rather than saying, if I work harder in the areas that actually move my business forward, and implement these processes to keep me sane along the way, my business is able to grow, to grow and scale faster, right? And that's what this training is meant to get you to think about, get you to do. Because what happens is when we put our systems in place, what actually happens is we, it allows us to serve our clients better. It allows us to keep our sanity. And so how much impact do we personally have on our clients? A lot, right? Just take a swig of water real quick. And then we look and we say, if we're spending hours answering emails, editing, working on our, our bookkeeping, our taxes, probably some of you guys are working on taxes as tax season rolls around in the next couple of weeks. And one of the things we look at and we say, if I am spending this time in my business, how am I showing up for my clients? If I'm so hung up on getting the perfect edit done, and I'm showing up discombobulated to this photo session, I haven't planned out their outfits, their wardrobe, their location, all that stuff. How am I showing up for my client and how are they perceiving me? Am I keeping them organized or have I missed sending out that email? These are all things that we need to think about in our business. Because if we don't, what happens is we're doomed to repeat those failures that lead us into a downward spiral of not being there for our clients. And what is the number one thing that our clients say that they love about us as photographers? They love working with you. If your clients are anything like mine, they come to you probably because of your personality. 
They come to you because of the experience you offer. And if we're not delivering on that, what happens? So if you're thinking about editing and outsourcing editing and all that stuff, well, what happens it are, and you're thinking about that, one of the giveaways is actually going to be from The Photo Editive. It's by Kate Hughes. She's awesome. Love her. She's been my editor for many years now. Um, so Kate Hughes is, is The Photo Editive. Phenomenal. She's going to be giving some giveaways for, for today. Or not today, but for the training. So the last thing that I want you to do is write down why you want a senior photography business. We're going to wrap in the next five minutes or so. And what I want you to do is reflect on exactly what it is that you're working towards. And I want you to write this in the chat. Maybe, maybe what it is is uh, retirement. Maybe you're saving for retirement. Maybe it's putting a kid through college. Maybe you're working to pay off some debt. Maybe you're working and you're saying, if I could just get out of the job that I hate, Sean, that would mean the world to me. And I want you to write down why you want a senior photography business. And please put that in the chat so that I, I know where you all are coming from. And what I want you to do is I want you to reflect on what that is, why you're working towards it. And then I want you to answer the question, if you work harder and you don't have the time for whatever it is that you're building your business for, would it be worth it? And for a lot of us, the answer is no. For a lot of us, the answer is, if I was working towards this, Sean, and I didn't get what I wanted as a result of it, freedom and flexibility, time with my family, a way to you know step out of my job. And the whole reason to step out of your job may be to spend more time with your family, but you're not seeing them as much because you're working longer and harder hours. Is that worth it? And so what I want us to do is focus on that North Star, focus on the why and building the business around what it is that we're actually looking for in our business. And so the whole reason that when I started out this training today, I brought up that it's not senior photography that I do just because I want to do senior photography, but rather what it gave me that other genres did not. And so what the other mistake that 95% of photographers are doing is what they're doing is they're trading time for money. They're converting their time into dollars. And this is kind of like the, the employee mindset, right? Where if we, if we work longer and harder, what we'll do is we'll make more and more. But what happens is we find out that that only works up to a certain extent. There are only so many seniors that we can book on our calendar in a year. There are only so many hours a day that we have to work, right? There are only so many hours in a day that we have to spend with our family. And if we're using that to generate income, to do other things, where are our hours and time going? And what the 5% of photographers do is they trade their money for time. And... I know you may be in a stage in your business where you're saying, Sean, I don't have the money to trade into time. And that's okay because what happens is we all grow at a different pace. And I didn't either in the beginning stages of my business, right? Where I didn't have the money to put into outsourcing editing. I didn't have the money to put into, you know, a, a client management system like Iris works. But what happened and what I realized is that maybe the reason I didn't have the time is because I wasn't investing in those systems and processes in the first place. And so... In fact, what I see a lot of photographers have that have success is that the reason that they have those systems and are able to generate so much money is because what happens is they've built the system in the first place where they're able to scale, they're able to grow more rapidly. And when you realize that, it becomes a no-brainer. And I see people in the comments, Stacey says, I have time but no money currently. 
Right. And that's where we all are. And so what we need to do is we need to say, okay, well, if we can just get a couple clients on the books, we can get a few in the in the calendar and that sort of thing. What we can do is we can hustle to a certain point, right? Notice that these graphs look very, very similar in the beginning. They look very similar. And we get to about this point in the graph, you know, about the halfway mark up that, up that uh, vertical y-axis where it says money and number of seniors. Notice that it's at the point that the photographer with the systems makes the decision to say, we're going to put more into our business and systems and processes. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna skyrocket from there where it's the photographer that says, I don't have the time, I don't, I don't have the energy, I don't have the willpower to do that, where they start to stagnate. So again, this is training that you may not see right now today, six months down the road, 12 months down the road, maybe you're looking two years out and you're saying, okay, within the next couple of years, I'd love to put some systems and processes in my place once I actually start booking more seniors, right? And that is where we're going to end the training today, get you thinking about that. So I know we ran a little bit long. If you are still with me, thank you so much. Couple action items. We will be back here, same place, same time, Tuesday, April 12th. Uh, if you have not if already joined the Becoming the Thriving Senior Photographer Facebook group, namely if you're watching the replay and you're not in the group, make sure to get in there. We're going to be going live right over there, same time, same place, 10 a.m. Pacific time for session number two. And on session number two, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about how you can stand out in your market. Where what we've done is we've covered the mindset, we've covered a lot of that stuff, and we're still going to work through the mindset as we work through this training series, but what's also going to happen is we're going to learn, okay, what does it take from branding, what does it take for all that stuff, and finish filling out the dashboard and lead into session two. So we finished a little bit of the dashboard today, uh, namely, you know, how much do we do we need to make, and then what can we do to actually structure our business around that, and a little bit of homework too, if you want to work through your mindset a little bit more I encourage you to tune over into the Shoot for Success Photography podcast, episode number 48, it's entitled Limiting Beliefs, and we'll dive into that a little bit. So hope everyone is having a fantastic day. Thank you guys so much for being here. I know that with education, it's it's tough to meet you where you may be at in your business right now, but I hope that you stick with me in session two as we work through growing your business wherever that may be. I'm going to be in the group answering questions. So if you guys have questions, please use that group, the Thriving Become the Thriving Senior Photography Facebook group to ask those questions. I know there was a lot of chat stuff. Chances are, if I didn't respond to it, probably didn't see it going by. But I would love to make sure that we allow you a space to ask and answer those questions. I may be doing some pop-up live trainings throughout the week, so you're going to want to be in there. And as always, I will see you guys on Tuesday, April 12th, as we kick off session number two. Thank you guys so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you 10 a.m. Pacific on Tuesday. We'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for tuning in. I know that was a little bit of a longer episode, but one of the things that I think is so important and what I've seen thriving and successful senior photographers do is even when you're unsure of what steps to take, and we talked a little bit about the leap of faith in that training, even when you're unsure, what I do see as a commonality and a common thread between all thriving, successful senior photographers is that they're willing to put in the work, they're willing to make the time for the things that they're, they value. So if you're one of those photographers and you do truly value and truly want to do this and make this business happen, 
you make the time for it. And so by staying all the way to the end of the episode, that shows that you are ready to take that next step in your business to actually move your business forward. So I applaud you for staying tuned through the whole episode. Like I mentioned, the free training series is happening right now. So session two goes live tomorrow. Uh, Well, if you're listening to this, I should say the date, April 12th, uh, Tuesday, April 12th at 10 a.m. And I encourage you to join. We're gonna be talking all about how do you actually stand out in your market and become the go-to senior photographer with one simple statement, operating your business with certainty through a one-page dashboard that when I implemented into my business completely changed everything, and also how do we expand client base and do basically something that I call my favorite strategy for growing your business, whether you're just starting out or you're looking to kind of grow your brand presence. So a lot of training, whether, you know, kind of for multiple photographers in different stages of your business. So that's tomorrow, 10 a.m., April 12th. Uh, It's Tuesday. And so definitely encourage you to click the link in the show notes, sign up for that. And as always, we'll see you on the next episode of the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast.